Well, hello there, and welcome to Uncle Steve's Rock and Metal Zone. Today I'm doing a little compare and contrast in an episode I'm calling Iron Maiden vs. Kiss Live. We will compare the variety in the set list from these two bands over the last nine years or so. If you're a big Kiss fan, you know that one of the biggest gripes is how the set list seems pretty stale. They mostly play the same stuff over and over and it doesn't seem to change much unless you're on a cruise and I've even heard some complaints about those set lists as well. I put together the most recent shows that I've attended from Kiss and Iron Maiden to compare how much bang we get for our buck. I've attended three each over the last eight or nine years or so. No matter what I say on this show, you gotta know that I love Kiss. They're the first band that I heavily got into. When I got animalized for my birthday in 1985, I didn't realize that they had an extensive back catalog. A lot of kids in the 70s knew who Kiss was or had heard of them, but I found out about them in 1985. I didn't have any idea what was going on when I started out with them. I remember reading in a magazine that Bruce Kulick was the new guitar player and thinking, wow, they're a five-piece now. I didn't realize that in just the last three years or so, they'd already been through Ace, Vinnie, Mark, and now Bruce. Anyways, I got Asylum when it came out in September, and if I remember correctly, I got Lick It Up and Creatures of the Night for Christmas that year. I can remember getting Alive in January, the day after the space shuttle exploded. At some point, I remember going to a record store and seeing lots and lots of different Kiss albums and thinking, I've got to get all of these. I remember getting the first Kiss album and being really disappointed in what it sounded like. Since I came in during the 80s, I expected it to have that sound, I guess, and eventually I didn't mind, though. By the time Crazy Nights came out, I was in a different place musically. I had gotten into heavier bands like Metallica and Megadeth and others in that genre, and when I heard the poppy, wimpy sound of Crazy Nights, I pretty much checked out of that album pretty fast. However, when Kiss came to town and I had the opportunity to go, I was absolutely going to go. They were my first concert with Ted Nugent opening. I had tried to see Kiss in 1986 with my uncle and my cousin, but my parents said I was too young to go. And my cousin was younger than I was. To make matters worse, one of my other favorite bands of all time, Wasp, was opening. I'm still mad about that, and it was 30 years ago. Anyway, the concert was fun to go to, but looking back at it, it was one of the worst tours ever, song selection-wise, and it was only a 15-minute song set. And when your songs are only about four minutes long, well, well, this started me on Kiss Live, so I'll stop here for now. Also, I love Iron Maiden. My introduction to them was kind of because I was pretty dumb. I was on a school bus in eighth grade, and I got into a big argument over who was a better bass player, Steve Harris or Blackie Lawless of Wasp. Now, believe it or not, I was actually arguing very strongly that Blackie was the better bass player. And yes, I am being serious. The biggest flaw in my argument was a total lack of knowledge because I had never heard Iron Maiden. For some reason, when I saw their album covers, I just figured they were too heavy for me or something. So the guy says he's going to bring me something to listen to, which the next day was 
a peace of mind cassette. The tape was so wore out that when you played it, it just faded in and out over and over when you listened to it. But I listened to it, and when I heard Flight of Icarus, I realized this wasn't so bad, and it didn't take me too long to realize the error of my judgment. So fast forward a little bit, and a different kid in my class gets in trouble and has to write a 10-page paper. He offers to pay me to write it for him. So I agreed to the terms, and I write it for him. My payment, you ask? A cassette copy of Iron Maiden's most recent album, Live After Death. So this was my first real introduction to Iron Maiden. I'm hearing everything other than the peace of mind stuff for the first time. In hindsight, hearing Bruce sing all the Paul Diano songs made, listening to Paul, difficult for me because I got so accustomed to hearing Bruce sing them. So the first new album I got when it actually came out was Somewhere in Time, which I loved. It was amazing to hear a new album by them at that point. I had worked my way back with The Number of the Beast and Power Slave, and the songs that weren't on Live After Death were harder for me to get into at first. And let's see. Now with Killers and Iron Maiden, the things... I just didn't listen to him much at all for a long time. I had a really hard time with Paul's voice because to me, Bruce was the Iron Maiden singer. Now, when Seventh Son of a Seventh Son came out and the tour came through, at this point, I had already been to see Kiss. So I got to go to this show and see Maiden with Ace Freely opening. It was a double shot for me being a Kiss fan. However, I don't remember much about Ace's set. It seems it must have been pretty uneventful. But Maiden... Oh, man, it was such a great show. We were about 20 rows back, I think. We probably paid about $20. Man, I wish I could go back in time and see that show again. Wait, I did in 2012. Okay, I'm going to stop here for now. Kiss and Iron Maiden are both in my top five favorite bands of all time. I've seen Kiss eight times. Unless you count the convention show, then it's nine and I've seen Maiden seven times. As a guy in my 40s, I don't collect a bunch of memorabilia or anything. I just love to listen to the music and see the bands live if possible. Although I do love both bands, they are pretty different in how they've handled their careers and live shows over the years. As time has progressed and the way we consume music has changed, touring has become the biggest source of income for bands, and it's usually not cheap to see. I've paid to see Kiss and Iron Maiden each three times over the last nine years. One day I was sitting around and I was thinking about how different these bands are when it comes to live experiences. Both bands obviously put on a great show as far as the spectacle goes, and Bruce sounded phenomenal last year. I wish I could say the same for Paul Stanley. I took my wife and kids and we all saw Kiss two weeks before my daughter and I went to see Iron Maiden. It was an enjoyable show for all of us. I'm sure any first-time fan would enjoy the set list since that's pretty much what every KISS show is geared for instead of gearing it toward the diehards. Now, if you can afford to go on the cruise, it seems like you can get a ticket for around $1,000 if you're willing to share a room with three other people, which actually doesn't sound too bad, I guess, since you get more than one show and you're on a cruise, but I'm sure KISS has their way of getting more of your money while you're there. 
Either way, I wish they had done some tours like Maiden. Hold that thought. When we left the show and were walking to the car, my wife and son and daughter all asked me the same question. What is wrong with Paul Stanley's voice? Because as much as I love them, Paul sounds terrible. I told them he's been singing his butt off for well over 40 years and, well, that's it. He's older and eventually it's just not there anymore. I really hope that when Bruce can't do it anymore, that Maiden doesn't keep going too long the way Kiss seems to have done. And my best guess is that they won't, but you never know. Iron Maiden seems to have had a lot of integrity in their career, something that Kiss hasn't had as much of. I don't want to go on a tangent, so let's get to the shows that I saw and see what they each did as bands. I do want to add this. Even though Paul doesn't sound good singing anymore, I'm certainly not one to say he shouldn't go out and do it. I still love to see the Kiss show, and I'm thankful that I've been able to share the experience with my children. Of the three shows I saw Kiss on, one was a nostalgic show, one was just an off show because Gene and Paul were in town to open a restaurant, and the other one was the most recent farewell tour. None were supporting new music. They haven't released any new albums since 1991's Revenge. I said that wrong. They've released four new albums since Revenge. Carnival of Souls, which was only released because it was leaked out. Uh, One was their reunion album that was not because Pete and Ace, their work on the album was extremely limited. One of the many times the kiss has pulled the wool over our eyes as fans. The other two albums were with Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer, which they did tour for. Once the makeup was put back on, in my opinion, Kiss stopped being an artist that was still trying to forge their way. They became a nostalgia act. And I loved it at the time, but at the same time I hated it because it seemed that with Revenge and Carnival of Souls, they were finally headed back in a heavy direction, and that was all given up for the almighty dollar. Now, I don't begrudge them for doing what they had to do, but I'm always going to be honest about how I feel about things as well. So, Anyways, the three tours I've seen Maiden on, one was a throwback to the Maiden England 7th Son of a 7th Son tour. One was for their new album, The Book of Souls, And their most recent was a career retrospective tour. One thing I love about Maiden is that when they release a new album, you know you're going to hear a large portion of it live. And after the tour, it's usually followed up by a live album documenting it. So you can have a copy of the newer live stuff, which they may not play again for a while. They have a pretty well-known cycle of touring at this point. They'll tour an album and the next tour will be retrospective in some way, or it may just be redoing a previous tour, which personally, to me, makes for an awesome experience. So I was thinking about the songs we hear live. I did the math and was pleasantly and a little unpleasantly surprised by the results. Iron Maiden, of the three shows that I went to, they played a total of 48 songs. 38 songs not 38, 35 songs individually, separate songs that were played. Now, of the three shows, four songs were played at all three shows. The staples, the total staples, The Trooper, The Number of the Beast, Fear of the Dark, and Iron Maiden. 
They had five songs that they played at two of the shows, but not all three. They played Two Minutes to Midnight, Run to the Hills, Wasted Years, Aces High, and The Evil That Men Do. Those were played at two shows. Now, they had 26 different songs that were only played at one of those three shows. As follows. Moonchild, Can I Play With Madness, The Prisoner, Afraid to Shoot Strangers, Phantom of the Opera, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, The Clairvoyant, Running Free, If Eternity Should Fail, Speed of Light, Wrathchild, Children of the Damned, Death or Glory, The Red and the Black, Power Slave, The Great Unknown, The Book of Souls, Blood Brothers, Where Eagles Dare, The Klansman, Revelations, For the Greater Good of God, The Wicker Man, Sign of the Cross, Flight of Icarus, and Hallowed Be Thy Name. Now with Kiss, in those three shows, they played 53 total songs. And of those 53, there were only 25 individual songs played. At each of the three shows, they played 12 of the same songs. Those songs are as follows. Psycho Circus, Deuce, Shout It Out Loud, War Machine, I Love It Loud, Lick It Up, God of Thunder, Cold Gin, Love Gun, Black Diamond, Detroit Rock City, and of course, Rock and Roll All Night. There were two songs that were played at two of those separate shows, Calling Dr. Love and the one I would could care less if they would ever never play it again, I Was Made for Loving You. Now, there were 11 songs that they played at only one of those shows. Hotter Than Hell, Hide Your Heart, Creatures of the Night, Flaming Youth, Hell or Hallelujah, Say Yeah, Heavens on Fire, A Hundred Thousand Years, Let Me Go Rock and Roll, Beth, and Crazy Crazy Nights. So of those six concerts, I put them in order of top to bottom for me. They were all good shows, but just ranking them here. My number one show out of all of those is the Iron Maiden show from 2019. Personally, I believe that Iron Maiden is operating at peak strength right now. Their best stage show and the band is performing at a level that I don't think they ever have. This is my favorite concert by anyone all time at this point. My daughter was at this show with me, and I remember her mouth dropping when she saw the Spitfire playing on stage. She was familiar with most of the songs and really enjoyed the show, so that made it much more enjoyable for me. My number two of those six, Iron Maiden 2012. This was my first Maiden show since 2000, and essentially a full-scale throwback to the Seventh Son of a Seventh Son tour. And that 1988 show that I saw ranks very high for me in my concert experiences. My number three show of the six, Kiss in 2016. This was a full Kiss show in a small theater, and I took my son with me and got to share a part of my world with him, and that holds a really special place in my heart. We were front row in the balcony, but since it was a small place, we could still feel the flames of fire and when paul flew out during love gun 
he was right in front of us, which was awesome. The most pleasant surprise for me was that they played Flaming Youth. It's something I don't think has been played much over the years, so it was a real treat to hear it live. My number four of the six, Kiss in 2019. This is the first time I ever had my daughter at a Kiss show and got to experience it with her. The spectacle of the show, if you've seen it, obviously you know it's great. As I stated, Paul sounded pretty bad, and it was still a fun show to be at, and as a KISS fan, I always loved that excitement of the lights going down and the announcement of, you wanted the best, you got the best. I always get chills when that happens. It's almost worth the price of admission alone just to see the intro of the show and having them come out. My number five show is Iron Maiden in 2016. This show was great because I was able to take both of my kids to see Maiden. And a lot of people stopped us while we were going to our seats and told my kids, man, your dad's so cool. He took you to see Iron Maiden, which, you know, I kind of thought that was cool for me, but it was cool to hear other people tell my kids that. Bruce, he personally, I don't think he was at the top of his vocal game, but it's understandable because he had, you know, finished up his battle with tongue cancer and the fact that they were not able to or they just didn't play Hallowed Be Thy Name because of the lawsuit that was going on, that was really a bummer because that was what I, one of the ones I really wanted my kids to hear. And obviously the number six show, the only one left here, is my very first KISS show in almost 20 years, the 2014 show. And it was a cool show to see, but it was a shorter set because it was a co-headlining show with Def Leppard and my seats were out in the lawn, so that didn't help. But it was enjoyable. All in all, I would say this. I've enjoyed all of the shows by both of these bands that I've ever been to. I've never left a show by Iron Maiden or Kiss. I've never left disappointed. I know that I'm with an ocean of Kiss fans and wishing that they would have extended their set list as well as doing tours akin to what Maiden has done, really mining their catalog and playing a show with mostly deeper cuts as opposed to playing so many set list staples. I will admit, though, when I first thought of doing this, I didn't think that Kiss would even have 11 songs that weren't staples. Of the 11 songs, which have almost all been staples at one time or another, the only one I had never heard before was Flaming Youth. With Maiden, of the 26 songs that they only played at one show, I had never heard nine of them live before. Of course, six of those were from the Book of Souls, which obviously had never been played on any tour. So, in the battle of Iron Maiden versus Kiss, the winner is clearly Iron Maiden. While Kiss still gives us a great spectacle of a show, Iron Maiden obviously cares more about giving their fans much more variety in their set list, as well as a great show, which I know as a fan is what I would prefer. To anyone listening out there, I would love to hear what you think. If you have any comments or want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Facebook by searching Uncle Steve's Rock and Metal Zone. On Twitter, you can find me at Uncle Steve Rock. And you can also email me if you like at uncle.steve.rock at gmail.com. And if you don't have that one person in your life, to help you find new music, and we all need one, I will be that guy for you. I will be your Uncle Steve. 
Now you guys take care and we will see you next time.